Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. Before we kick off the show, I just wanted to take a moment to remind you that the ICC Men's Cricket T20 World Cup Final is taking place in Barbados this summer. This, by default, gives all of my fellow cricket fanatics the perfect excuse to go and book a holiday to Barbados in June and experience firsthand the euphoric atmosphere at the Kensington Oval the cricket mecca of the Caribbean. If the cricket alone isn't enough to tempt you, then let me be the one to remind you that a trip to Barbados can also include leisurely strolls along the breathtaking coastline, mouth-watering flavours of the world-class Bayesian cuisine, and, of course, plenty of rum. Head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today to book the trip of a lifetime to Barbados, the best place to be a cricket fan. Hello and welcome to the following on podcast from Talk Sport. I'm John Norman alongside Steve Harmison looking back at a madcap day of test cricket at Trent Bridge where 12 wickets fell down on a pitch which had yielded just 15 in three full days of cricket. All four results still possible on day five where tickets are free. You're listening to the following on podcast from Talk Sport. So if you're listening to the show, you probably know by now. England started the day 473 for five and promptly lost five wickets. Their remaining five wickets. Joe Root top scoring with 176. Uh, Ben Folks run out, one of three run outs today for 56. Uh, A deficit in the end of just 14 runs. They put the pressure back on the Kiwis. Latham. Uh, bizarrely shouldering arms, one ball after creaming an off-drive uh, against Jimmy Anderson. He was dismissed before the lunch break. New Zealand uh, 27 for 1 at that stage. Things looked a little calmer by T. New Zealand had only lost uh, Conway uh, for 52 when set. 114 for 2 at that stage. But the T uh, brought uh, madness. Five wickets in the evening session. Two runouts. Both involving Mitchell, Young going for 56 and Southie run out for a duck as uh, New Zealand employed some ghost low and then harem scareham uh, batting tactics. Uh, Mitchell's still there at Stumps, 32 not out. Henry alongside him, 8 not out. And uh, the lead is 238 with a full day's play awaiting us. New Zealand with three wickets in hand. And England with lots of time to get those runs. So, uh, fascinating fair at Trent Bridge. Let's get on with the show. Story of the day. Okay, Harmy. So, I mean, that was, uh, I don't know where to begin with that day. I mean, Joe Root, 176. We kind of talked about him yesterday. Uh, ben Folks. Tell you what, by the way, Ben Folks came to the crease with the, with the at test match at Lords in the balance. And, uh, you know, 
talk on social media. We don't have to talk about Josh Butler, but essentially that's what the talk was, or Bearstow wants the gloves, yada, yada. But, well, he's put it to bed. He's been faultless, as you said yesterday, behind the stumps in both test matches. He ended up, unfortunate really, uh, run out for 56. Uh, So his second successive important innings. England ending up 14 runs behind. Then Latham, shouldering arms. I, I, I guess he was leaving that on height, but essentially the ball crashed into middle and off. And then, and then, it, and that bit was actually fair enough. I kind of got the morning session. That mm. all made that all made sense to me. What didn't really make sense was what happened after the morning session. So essentially, New Zealand really, really comfortable. They were they were smashing Jack Leach around really. Um, Conway, I think Conway's got himself out on every innings. I mean, he's he, when he's at the crease, he looks as good as anybody, well, apart from Joe Root. Um, he he hooks one down Johnny Bairstow's throat, but still at T, fine. 114 for two, you know, they've seen off the new ball. They've got, you know, they're, they're looking pretty comfortable. And then it all went really weird. I mean, I'm looking at a scorecard where two men were run out. Yeah. You know, and I'm looking at, you know, Blundell's dismissal, hooking it down backward deep square legs, throat. Bracewell's innings, really weird. Um, and New Zealand, I, but then I'm thinking to myself, hang on, they've still got a lead of 238 on day five. You know, in any other walk of life, you'd say that's a, that's going to be tricky, you know, but it just feels like, it just feels like England are going to chase it and they're going to get bowled out. And I can't believe how quickly it's come to that. Yeah, it's fast forward. It's gone, you know, it's really gone fast forward in, it looked as though it was as if they had met a pact at the end of the first innings or at the end of day three, where both management team and both captains have got together and said, whatever happens, we're going to have a game here and one of us is going to win. We're not playing for a draw. So we're going to, we're, at the end of the game, it's like one of them timeless tests and the game's going to have a result. Mm, yeah. Whatever happens, we are going to have a result here. So let's work out between our two camps and let's see where this game takes us. Because it looked as though it was, right, New Zealand have gone, well, there's going to be a result. And the best chance we've got to win the game is get a score in excess of 225, 250. For the simple fact, one, it's a fifth year, fourth innings pitch. History tells us not many totals at this ground other than Graham Thorpe's brilliance in 2004, which I was involved in. Fortunately, I was sitting with my pads on, not going when we chased 274 against New Zealand. And two, this England cricket team might have just got 539, but in the last 18 months, they struggled to get 200, 250. So you can have McCullum and Stokes and all this new, you know, talked about fresh approach. It's the same batting unit that have been bowled out for 250 for the last 18 months. So from our point of view, New Zealand's point of view, can we get 250? How do we get there? Do we grind it? Fourth and third innings pitch, if the pitch is deteriorating, I'd rather try and be positive and go for shots to try and get to 225, 250, rather than grinding it and one go along the floor in a negative manner, one nick one, and just get sort of belly tickled and rolled out for 150, 180. So... I don't have a problem the way New Zealand have gone about their job. They're going to try and get to that number, which will they'll feel 
in a winning position. Michael Arthur and Mark Butcher's on commentary, and they were sort of they were talking about Winvis's percentage as the day was going on, one fifty, when England when, when the lead was one fifty, and then they said they couldn't believe it when it got it from nine percent to fifteen percent when it was one eighty, one ninety, and I'm like, you lot, you lot really can't be serious in thinking that the history of what England have had in the last eighteen months that if New Zealand get two fifty, I don't think England will win. Because you know, no matter what the surface is, you know that that's that's the, the I'm thinking that I just think you know that you can talk about the new regime, but the the batting order is still more or less the same, and it's going to take something special from Joe Root. And if he doesn't get any runs, then I, I don't think England will chase two fifty because it's a fourth day pitch. We've seen it many many times before. You know, you look in you look in Antigua, you are brilliant. Ran the game, bossed the game, got a draw. You look in Barbados, ran the game, bossed the game, got a draw. Pressure's on in Grenada and get bowled out, rolled over. And that was not long ago. So England have to exercise them demons before they try and win cricket matches. If they go on and win it, brilliant, fantastic. But I think whatever happens has been one hell of a test match. And I think when when it comes, you know, the the cold light day and everything's settled, I think the crowd not only have had their money's worth over the course of four days so far, and it's great to see free entry tomorrow. Um, England are going in the right direction, and yeah, some of them will continue to go in the right direction. There's one or two, especially from today's performance, um, might not be on the bus next time, or by the time South Africa finish the tour or the summer in at the end of it, because I thought Jack Leach looked as though he was he was struggling by the end of it. Yeah, I mean, I'm up in the gods here and I don't have a screen. So, you know, I'm, I'm following the action, I'm watching the action, I'm listening, and I'm, but I can't see the cameras. And that's very often, when a player's struggling, very often the camera will come in close in their face. And yeah. I was just wondering whether that was happening with Jack Leach, you know, at times. Yeah, at times. He looked as though he, he's exp- he was expensive during a, a middle passage. Um, it, it just hasn't really, like I said to you about the Mo and Ali stuff. Mo and Ali, if Mo and Ali comes back, Jack Leach's career is finished. But actually, Jack Leach might be struggling to, to move forward because whatever you say about Potts, he runs in hard. He's a he's a fighter. He's somebody I think very aggressive into length, and he he's bowled brilliantly in the two Test matches that he's played so far. Not so much in the first innings, but. I think he's, you can give him that, be the, the sort of excitement it had of the first test match. He's yeah, always going to have a knock on effect. Yeah, yeah. Always gonna Sal, also, look at this pitch. I mean, South, North yeah. 154. Exactly, exactly. So I think with that, but he, and, and people will say he, he bowls 81, 83 mile an hour. He's a different 81, 83 mile an hour to a Broad or an, an Anderson. But I think this attack needs something different. And if we've got seven fast bowlers who have got stress fractures, who bowl in excess of 85, 90 mile an hour, then I think we have to play the leg spinner. And I've said this before the first test match, and I don't think Jack's really helped himself in or pushed his cause for Ben Stokes' loyalty in this test match. Um, because I think if he had played a full game at Lords, we might have been seeing Parkinson play in this game and it might have been a different story because he might have gotten a little bit something out of this fourth fourth day pitch. 
I think it was, I'm not sure who it was actually. Um, but essentially there was two fours, back-to-back fours, one on the leg side, one on the offside. And it was just a kind of a telling moment. Um, it was Jack Leach bowling and essentially the hit, the ball was hit to a couple of metres from Anderson. And it's not that he gave up on the, you know, it's not that he just let the ball run to the boundary. But his body language, and I think he's, He's if there was a test next week, I'm not sure he'd be playing. By the way, because he looks stiff. Who, Jimmy? Yeah, yeah Jimmy looks. He looks tired, and we've got to give him a huge amount of credit. Oh, absolutely, uh, no, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, yeah. no, no criticism at all. Yeah. I'm just saying that there was a body. You look at the body language of the fielders, and it was before England were getting back on top. It was either just before Conway was out. In fact, it was. It was just before Conway was out. It was him. It was, he, yeah, yeah. He hit two fours. One. He's uh he's left-handed, isn't he? So he wants the leg side. And this one, he, he basically, he played really well. Actually. He plays him very straight and he plays him mm. on the back foot. And he basically just hit it past, uh, past Anderson, who was kind of about a straightish mid-on and um, mid-off. And um, just the body language, it just seemed to me from up here that the English fielders were a bit like, you know, yeah, this, this is a problem here. Then, mm. then... Leach gets his wicket, in fairness. You know, he mm. top edges the sweep, Bester catches it, and, you know, then, then everyone thinks Nichols has gone as well, two balls later. But, yeah, I, I agree. I think there's, there is problems there. I mean, do England even play a spinner at Headingley? Yeah, I'd play a spinner at Headingley. Every time you've got Ben Stokes bowling the way he's bowling, he's bowled, what, 10 overs so far in this innings. Well, 23 overs in the first innings. And he's bowling in the first innings. He... A large passages of play in that first innings. You're thinking the only person that's going to do anything here is Ben because of that yeah. little bit extra pace. Now, as long as you've got that, you play a you, spinner. You've got to play a spinner. It's no brainer. You can't play. The only the only way I was going to play Overton in this game was because of all the talk going into the game. Ben Stokes' his knee was yeah. a bit sore and his side was sore, so yeah. effectively he wasn't bowling. That was when I didn't think we could get enough out of Leach to be in a four-man attack. He had to play four seamers and Ben bowl if if need be, if emergency, somebody got injured or whatever. But while Ben's bowling and you can get 40 overs out of him or 35 overs out of him in a test match, and you've got to play a spinner. And it's it stands out like a sore thumb that Matt Parkinson plays. But, and it's a big but, and like I said to you, and I, I said to all our following on followers the other day about Mo and Ali. I'm not sure, just something wouldn't sit right with me if Mo and Ali walked into the team ahead of me. It really, um, I, I know. And I, 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 I don't think he can because he's in the ODI squad. So he's in, the, he's in Holland. I don't think he walks. I don't think he walks in. No, no, I don't think he does. But if New Zealand win this test match, which finishes tomorrow. Yeah. And England's one day squad fly out. Yeah, tomorrow. yeah, 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 yeah. I might just rip. I might. Yeah, ruthless. It's ruthless. This, but I might just rip that Borden pass up and tell Moen to put his passport back in his pocket. You're not going. You're not going to Amsterdam anymore. Matt Parkinson's going to Amsterdam, mate. And you're you're going to Leeds. Remember Grant Jones? Yeah. Three nil up. One to play. No, uh, Chris Reed. Chris Reed. Yeah. Yeah, I was team. there. That happened in Antigua. Yeah. Uh, How did that, that go might... down in the dressing room? What was that like, the dressing room? When you was it? Did you see it coming? Because it didn't no, seem like nobody. I didn't see it, I didn't see it coming. 
I didn't see it coming, but I didn't see much coming. As everybody <laughs> says, I was a big dumb fast bowler, so I didn't see much coming. Um, but no, I, I, I didn't. Um, I think there was only really Michael and Duncan seen it coming because I think when you listen to Fletch talk about it, that episode, he had it in his mind for quite a while. And it was like, right, this team's on its way to something special. This group of players, we're better, we're better off making the, making the change now than potentially three or four games' time when we are in a position where we've won five and six and seven games in a row. If you remember during that time, we won three in the West Indies, then drew the game that Garant came in, then won seven in a row. Oh, at yeah. home. I remember, man. I remember. Gonna, we're trying a- to change that team trying to change that team and a key cog in that team after six and seven or eight wins, then it was going to be more difficult. So as soon as it got to a point where we had won that series, in Duncan's mind, it was, right, he's got to go because I don't think he gives enough with the, with the bat. A little bit like what I'm talking about with folks and having trying to get Pope in the team and possibly Bairstow keeping wicket. This is, this is what this team needs to get better. And if Brendan McCollum, Ben Stokes and the selection panel feel, you know what, Moen Ali's available, Moen Ali wants to play, and if it means winning the next cricket match, Moen Ali has to play. And he see, doesn't this, go to Amsterdam. See, this is the thing. I mean, you just don't know what's going on in that dressing room, do you? I, I, there's, there's pressure on Crawley. There's pressure on, pressure on Bester. There's pressure on Jack. Right, there is. I mean, I'm not, and, and I the, a normal way of thinking is Bairstow's just scored a century in Australia and in the West Indies, right? Now, yeah. he should be fine, right? Crawley has just scored a century in the West <laughs> Indies. He's not quite as fine, because, but he, mod, you'd think he's fine for, for at least a few, both of them. You'd say pretty much set... Probably until the end of the second test is against South Africa. You know, that's that's how it normally goes. And then mm. and then probably getting that final test against South Africa. Just got the feeling that's not quite how it's going to be working. I think they're making decisions, big decisions. You know, Brooks scored runs again today. I yeah. think Besto is the one that's under more pressure than the other two. And I think Johnny... Yeah, I agree. I, I, I think, can see yeah. that. I can and see I that. Johnny, Even, which is ridiculous when you consider yeah. it. He's just scored two tons and he's been mucked around. But I agree. I think he is the one. I think he's, I think, I do believe sometimes Johnny's the easy option. He, you know, no, the totally. Easy option, easy as, option was to as was Moe. As was Moe. And I've, I, I've been critical about the, you know, possibly picking and choosing tours. But I don't blame Moe in the way he was treated no. by, the, by England cricket. And Johnny as well. He should never have had the gloves taken from him. But I just got the feeling, you know, this is a, this is um, this is a management team that are not. I know they're always talking about the game, the picking the the eleven to win this match, but you can't tell me they're not thinking about who's the player that's going to score the centuries over the mm. next two three years. And I think from Johnny's point of view, I think England management Ben and and Brendan might be thinking that might be the one spot now where we're on the up and up and going that this might be the time for Brooke to come in. He's too good not to be in the side. And it's now, number five. Yeah, know, it's and he number, comes in at five. number five. Yeah, he comes that's... in at number five. And it's easier, it's easier for him to fit in at number five. Exactly. And he comes in. 
One thing Johnny's got in his favour, though, I don't think they'll drop him next week. No, I but don't. Think no, but the one thing he's got in his favour, two things he's got in his favour, we're going to Henley next week. That might be in his favour, might not be in his favour, because if you're yeah. going to blood a youngster, blood him somewhere where he feels comfortable, exactly, he'd be back yeah. playing at home. And then you've got that one-off game against India. And the Indians fear, the Indians have got a bit of fear of Johnny because of what he does in the IPL. Johnny's got some status, he's got some stature in, in that in that sort of Indian setup, which I think might just that'll benefit the England cricket team. That you always look in the opposition dressing room and you you look for players of you know, who you're worried about. And I think India India will have that with Johnny because of the IPL career he's had. So I think Johnny is the most vulnerable of the three that's there of making a, a change for long-term change, which would be Brooke would be, he's waiting and he's, he's he, 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 yeah, ready to go. He just can't stop scoring runs and they've got to pick him eventually. Um, and he's not going to open the baton. Zach, I, Zach might be the one that just gets that little bit longer and, uh, and, 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 I, I hate to say it because of how hard the kid works, the way he is bravery when it comes to batting at that lower end and his all-round sort of good guy in the team dressing him a bit like Chris Wokes. I, I think Jack Leach's num- numbers nearly, his race is nearly run because he's not bowling teams out on surfaces late in games, fourth innings. Um, third, sorry, third innings, you know, you know, the opposition second ends, and he's not given much control either. I think there was a huge, well, I can't remember the, the number, but I think he bowled about 12 or 14 overs in the first innings. He didn't bowl him in, and you've got to have control if you're not taking wickets. And unfortunately, he's not really done either. Moment of the day. It's, it's a small point, but imagine the world where day five, Michael Bracewell bowls England out, takes four four wickets as England fall short um, of their victory target. New Zealand win win the match, one all going to Headingley. Who does Kane Williamson come in for? Oh, what a question! What a question! I think he might have to... He, uh, actually, it's going to be ruthless and it's hard to say, but I think he has to come in for Will Young. That's who I was going to say. The Eddie man Conway. the man run out. The man yeah. run out for 56. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I, I can't... Uh, Nichols is quality and is a natural middle-order batter. And... Um, well, it can't be anybody else, really, can it? It can't be Latham. can't be Conway. Could the strengthen and player... Bracewell is an out-and-out bowler and just play three seamers. So Bracewell would bat at number eight. I'd say the, the the reluctance they've shown to bowl Mitchell. If Conan de Grandhome was playing, yeah, they yeah. they might do that. But I can't see it. Mitchell's bowled one over. You yeah. can't. You can't. And Saudi looks shot as well. Yeah, but I think that, that would be an interesting one. If... I'd be I'd be tempted if I was in that New Zealand camp to say right, Kane comes in, bats it four, Nichols goes down, everybody goes down one, and play Bolt, Wagner, and Henry with Bracewell at eight, and say right, we're one up, it's one one, yeah, we are going to pack our batting, and we're going to go, we're going to go that way, 
in Mitchell. Mitchell hasn't bowled in this game possibly because but the, he got, then 100, you, he got then, 190 and he, he, he but then he you didn't lose, need to. Then you lose a toss and you're bowling first. That's the risk you run. That's the, you know, that's the, but you've got to, at least you've got a game plan going into the game. I and can't you, say it. Even, I even think they're. That, I think they're that, too though, conservative. I don't think New yeah, Zealand even, do that. But even at that, you, you lose a toss and you bowl first. You're basically still in the game because you're, you're, you're bowling twice with the rest. Where if you bat first, you get a massive score. Headingly has a bit of overcast rain. And you, the only way you can, can dictate the game is by getting a big, big score and then making a team follow on. You can't win because of the bowlers you've got. If you lose the toss, you bowl first. You bowl England out for less than 300, you get a big score, then you bowl them out again, and you've won the game. So I don't think they'll go that way. If you are, from Kane's point of view, Kane comes back in and he comes back in for probably, unfortunately, Will Young. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. If your passion for travel is on par with your passion for cricket, then I have some excellent news. The ICC Men's Cricket T20 World Cup Final is being hosted in Barbados this June, which makes it the perfect destination for your summer holidays this year. To make the most of your trip, you can also experience eight matches from the series in Barbados, including England against Scotland and England against Australia. In under a month's time, you could be spending your days exploring the vibrant streets of Bridgetown, drinking rum in the sunshine and experiencing exotic Bayesian delicacies in the culinary capital of the Caribbean. There truly is something for everyone. There's no need to wait a second longer. Head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today to book the trip of a lifetime to Barbados. Truly the best place to be a cricket fan. What is going to happen tomorrow? Okay, Harmy. 238 is the lead. We've got 90 overs tomorrow. So New Zealand have got three wickets in hand. One of those is Mitchell, who we know has got two gears. Henry is not going to block. I imagine they might get caught between a time. Well, I mean, they're just going to have to leave enough time to bowl England out. So maybe they're just going to go for it in the morning. Yeah, what's going to happen? The way the game goes, the way the game goes, there's going to be a winner. The way the game goes, 90 overs, this ground, the way the game goes. Even if New Zealand bat, even if New Zealand bat 15 overs, 15 overs, that's 75, 75 overs left in the day for the changing in 72 overs, for instance, 
in the change of day, they will be nigh on 300 in front. Both teams can win the game from there. Both yeah, teams agree. can win the game from there. So the game's going to finish, unless it has an almighty monsoon and we don't get any, we, we lose time, which I don't think there is. Nope. I it's think it's going to be, it's a game on and it's a game on. The one person, the one, the one little partnership which we haven't sort of talked about yet is if Mitchell gets, if Mitchell's the one that's not out, the way he's batting, he takes the game away from England because you've still got a, a bloke who can bat to come in Kyle Jameson. He's not going to score any runs because he'll not be swinging, but he'll be defending. If he defends for five overs and Mitchell gets going, that could be that could be the difference between 25 and 40 runs. That could just be the tipping point for England. From England, two, 270 to 300. England are going to go for it now, aren't they? Yeah, they've got, they've got to. They've got, they've, Even they've if got it's to. 300. This yeah. new Ben Stokes era, England are going to go for it. Well, they've, they've got to because there's, there's 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 too much time in the game not to go for it. The other, no, I mean, can... obviously they're going to go for it tomorrow uh, to start. But say, say New and New Zealand are going to be caught because they're not going to want to say England can't get Mitchell and can't bowl them out, right? Say yeah. an hour into day five, and they New Zealand have added fifty, right? They've swung for the hills, they've lost a couple of wickets, but they're basically two hundred ninety ahead. You know, New Zealand. New Zealand know that England are just going to go for it, whatever. Yeah. That, what, the, what will interest are, me? New Zealand are a better place. New, New Zealand have got to get 250 plus. Yeah. yeah and then yeah. give them as much time they as should they possibly do. can. I mean, they're 238. I mean, you'd, yeah. you'd imagine 270. That, 270, only, and 270 and 75 overs, I think, will be 275, 280, something like that. Yeah, seventy-five overs yeah. will be the will be the will be the game. What would be fascinating, Harmy, is it what England do if they're seventy for three, seventy for four? Does Stokes still swing for the hills? I I think what you'll find. I, I actually think England. I don't think they'll be conservative. I think they'll just bat. They'll see the game. Lees will play the way he plays. Crawley natural game. Pope natural scorer. Do you think? Do you think scoring games? I could see. Could you see, not see? You know, Stokes walking to the crease. Well, maybe not even Stokes. No. I mean, Crawley no. will Crawley will open. But do you think he'll send someone up there? No, nah. don't need to. You don't need to. We can. We can. Uh, the thing I'd be saying now, if I was if I was sitting next to Ben Stokes and he's here, and we said we get 280 off seventy five overs, we just play. We play and we make sure New Zealand aren't in the game come tea time. And if we have to go and get 140 in the last session, we go and get 140 in the last session. If Zach Crawley, if Zach Crawley and Alex Lees are still batting at tea time and we need 140 to win, Ben Stokes bats three and we go up, we go, we go up where Bairstow goes, everybody goes and we go and win the game that way. New Zealand can't win the game then. They're out of the game because they're not going to take eight wickets, nine wickets in the last session. We give ourselves the best platform possible to go and win the game. It doesn't, you know, you, everybody's thinking, right, it's going to be, they're going to go for it. They're going to go for it. Crash, bang, wallop, here we go. England get bowled out for 120. No, <laughs> we go for it. We go for it and we go for it in such a way where we make sure that we are in the game at tea time. Because at tea time, 
there's 27, 30, 27, 30 overs left in the game. And in, in the in what we've got in our team, we could act, we could have chased, we could chase 200 in, in 30 overs, this team. Because if you put our, if you put coloured kit on and play with a white ball, we go and get that, not a problem. So make sure we're in that position. And then once we're in that position, we win the game. You know, we, we go and win the game because then New Zealand can't win the game. And when well, a team can't win, when a team's out of it and they can't win the game, all of a sudden the mentality of the opposition is completely different. Body language point. goes, sloppiness. And that's what I'd be saying to Ben right now. We are going to win this game and we're going to make sure at tea time that we are the only team that are going to win it. Or we, are, we are the only team that's able to win it. And then when we do go for it, boy, do we go for it. And we ram home the advantage that we've got. And if they do that, the last 18 months, they're put well on the back burner and this new regime's going forward. And I, and I hope that's what happens. Last question for you. Have you seen anything in this pitch that would concern you going into day five? No. No, not one bit. But Jack Leach didn't really turn it. They've not really got a spinner that of, I think, Bristol's a decent bowler. Yeah, but they haven't got they haven't got anything mystery. The one thing they've got is effort in bolt. Southy looks as though he's on his last legs. You've got no Jameson. Daryl Mitchell bowls. He bowls of a short run up. So the over in between overs, the, the time can't be wasted. Henry, nice trajectory, lovely to face coming on. I don't see the ball going up and down. I think everything is in England's favour. If everybody, but they've got to be calculated. You know, being calculated and putting themselves in a position to win the game and not being reckless in the first 15 overs of the sec- of their last innings, which could lose them the game. If the first 15 overs are reckless, England lose. If the first 15 overs are calculated and positive and, and controlled positive positivity, England win. And I think that's what I'd be the message I'd be ramming home to the dressing room right now. 75 overs to chase 275 is a long time in modern day cricket. And we make sure that we use as much time as we possibly can to make sure they can't win. And once they can't win, we can then we can then ram home and win. What a day. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, I hope you are too. We'll be back following on podcasts. Actually, it won't be me. It will be uh, Neil Manthorpe and Steve Harmson. It'll be the Cricket Collective. So I can listen to it on the train home. How cool <laughs> is that? <laughs> uh, Harmy, thanks for all that, matey. Take it easy. Yeah. Uh, and thanks uh, for listening, following on podcasts. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. And this is your gentle reminder that Barbados is the best place to be a cricket fan. With eight matches from the ICC Men's T20 Cricket World Cup Series taking place in Barbados this summer, including the final, you can experience the summer of a lifetime by booking today. Aside from immersing in world-class cricket in the sunshine, Barbados is the dream destination for all travel enthusiasts. It is where adventure meets paradise, the culinary capital of the Caribbean, and better still, the birthplace of rum. 
if you're keen to unite with cricket fans across the globe for what is set to be an unforgettable summer, then head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today.